Fantastic. And like I said, a thousand chimps could never recreate the works of Shakespeare. I don't care what they say. Unless one evolved into Shakespeare. Oh, right. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm Canada. That's Matt. Our independent researcher is Dr. Inko Toboggans, uh, patron saint of Somewhat Competent. Uh, this is a show where Inko and I look up news. I read it. I explain it to Matt, and that's the show. Yeah, and sometimes I tell unrelated personal stories. <laughs> that's what they really <laughs> listen for. Nobody's getting news from this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They want to hear about that time it was really hard for me to shit. <laughs> I had a good floor stomper today, and um, <laughs> at the end of it, I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Dear listener, you have tuned in to Somewhat Competent with your hosts, Canada and man now okay listen i shouldn't do this but i'm doing this what constitutes a floor stomper <laughs> it's when you just gotta shake your leg at something i guess just, yeah i mean like where you kind of gotta hunker down and like shake them legs to like work it out yeah you gotta tap your foot like you're playing a drum okay all right oh listen there's nothing better than when you go to take a shit and for roughly five seconds, it feels like you're giving birth and the world is going to end. Yeah. It's only five, it's, it's only five seconds long, right? And then it's over and you feel really relieved. And then there's just like the craziest banana log. I, you know? I like when I go to take a shit and I sit down and I shit and it just kind of all comes out. Not like fluid, but just like just the right consistency to just kind of fall out of my ass. Yeah. And, and that, um, <clears throat> that's perfect. Cause then like, I sit down, I shit, I get up, I'm done, you know? Yeah. 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 And a lot of those uh, have clean, they, they got a clean pinch. Yeah. You know what I mean? White Benny Like white, there's not right? a whole lot of residue. Yeah. <laughs> also, I want a bidet. I want because they they have like cheap ones you can install on any toilet now. Mm -hmm. I want a bidet. I'm tired of just smearing smearing shit into my asshole with a piece of paper. I mean, you can just get like a squirt bottle. That's probably cheaper. I mean, it is, but there's the, you know, then I gotta stand up and like get behind in a weird position. Probably should get into the bathtub at that point because God knows where the particles are going to go. <laughs> so, Canada. Yeah. I have this giant new shaped hole in my heart. Well, let's see if this can fill it. Nintendo Switch is adding Bluetooth audio to their new software update. 
Hmm. You have a Switch, don't so, you? I do, I do. I, I bought one because I'm a Legend of Zelda freak. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I had to get the new Breath of the Wild, of course. Um, so a part of this is a little bit baffling to me is, uh, don't you need, like, hardware to make uh, Bluetooth work? <clears throat> well, it has Bluetooth in it. That's how the controllers work. <clears throat> oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, and... um. For a long time, people have been like, why can't I just put my headset on this, you know? And uh, there's probably really good technical reasons, because all but the newest generation of these, um, they have problems where they don't connect, or they take a really long time to connect, or they connect and they drop off with the audio component. So, yeah, so if you have a brand new Switch that was made in like the last six months, this update is butter it just works perfectly but if you have like a first or second generation one it don't even bother you're gonna frustrate <laughs> yourself yeah if i'm playing my switch portable mm -hmm. i don't mind it just having i don't mind just having the audio from the from the little machine itself doesn't it have a headphone jack it does i don't really fuck with it. it it just produces it has a little speaker on it like your phone yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big it's Switch fan. Yeah. Uh, is it is it because of, like, it's not very powerful and it's sort of just a novelty? Uh, it's a novelty factor, and then it's really expensive. And what really has got me jaded is that if you get a, uh, a Switch Lite, the controls are built in, but the controllers wear out pretty quickly. Yeah. So, like, I could save 100 bucks and get something where the controllers are attached, but then I lose features, and the thing is going to be a brick in a year and a half if I actually use it. Yeah. Um, you, you're aware of Joy-Con drift? Yeah. It's pretty bad. I mean, like, uh, you know, I, luckily I've been able to play my Switch for, like, what, I don't know, three or four years now. Mm -hmm. I got one pretty early in the cycle. But, like, one of the controllers is very unreliable. Like, sometimes it drifts, sometimes it doesn't. But you'll be playing a game, and you'll want to stop and kind of line up your jump over, like, a big pit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, we're going to walk off the pit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It just seems yeah. shoddy for something so expensive and so, like, shiny. It just... Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. The hardware itself, like the um, the actual machine, mm -hmm. is nearly indestructible. Like, I've seen videos of, of, of a guy stress testing one. I mean, he's throwing it against the wall. He's, like, wrenching on it as hard as he can. And he he's like, the amount of force I had to put into this thing to break it is is ridiculous. And, like, even, even after he finally got something to break, it ran fine. <laughs> and he had to really fuck. He had to really fuck it up to uh, to make it work. What's similar in in durability is the classic first generation Game Boy. Oh yeah, you could build houses I have with that. those. <laughs> you could. You could build an entire home. It would withstand like all sorts of damage. Um, dude, as a kid, I would have like little kid spasms and like fucking like throw the thing across the room accidentally, like onto a hard tile floor and they would be like no issues whatsoever i had a game boy color um yeah and i put it in my pocket and i had because i was a kid i had sugar packets in my pocket 
and the oh, sugar no. got up into the into the mechanisms, and it just wouldn't turn oh, on. Oh no! Yeah. Oh god, you fucking sugar burnt that bitch. Uh huh. That's that's a sugar short. Sugar short. Yeah, I discovered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, is that so? That, is that all that's going on with Nintendo? Is they're giving us Bluetooth in theory for something we should have already had? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking I'm just Jesus I'm Christ. not on the Nintendo train. I, you know, I liked NES because I was a kid and it was what I had. But and I liked my Game yeah. Boy until it shit the bed. But you know, as far as like the Wii, the Wii U, the Switch, all that shit, they diverted from. You know, the Switch is the return to um, a more, like, conventional Classic platform. Console. Yeah. But all that yeah, weird shit yeah. they did in between, I have no interest in. Yeah, I I, I was, I jumped on the, 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 the Wii train. Like, mm-hmm. I fell into the hype. You couldn't get one. There were Zelda games I needed to play. Yada, yada, yada. And, like... It was fun to like bring to your parents' house and play Wii bowling with the whole family. Yeah. But that was about it. Like the novelty wore off pretty quickly, especially when you realized any like decent hardcore game like did not really function well on it. Well, the controls were uh, terrible. Yeah. They're like it's motion controls, but like it's not tracking you very well. Yeah, I just, I didn't like that at all. You've heard of the Uncanny Valley, right? Yeah. I'm aware of the Uncanny Valley. Would would we like to explain it for anyone who might not know what it is? You want to explain it? Um, okay, hopefully, okay, I'm going to try and put on medium competency here. Okay. The Uncanny Valley... Is the uncanny valley is like referencing a feeling of intense revulsion or suspicion or general unease that one feels when objects become more and more human to the point where they're they're almost human. It's like this weird threshold when especially like when a cyborg or something or like a robot becomes nearly fucking human, but is still perceptively not. Yeah, it's um, that it bothers us as as humans. I've heard it. Uh, I've heard it described as the like the valley between um, comically humanistic looking, like so, like oh, that looks like a cartoon character, and it's got like a big bulbous face and everything. And then you have like the yeah, perfect, we love that. The like the perfect uh, recreation of a human where you can't tell that it's not a human, and like we're fine with right. that. But that space in between where it's, like, not cartoonish anymore, but doesn't look right, that makes people uneasy. Yeah, and and the closer you get to being human, but not quite, the more uneasy it makes us. Like, um, video games, video games have it a little bit like modern 3D games. We, I feel like we feel it, like, a tad bit with our characters on screen. Yeah, well, it really depends on the art style. Like, if it's... You know, if it's kind of cartoony, or like, you know, that's it, really. If it's kind of yeah, cartoony yeah. looking, then we're fine with it. But as soon as, like, like yeah, certain yeah. Final Fantasy games have it real bad, where it's like, that looks really close, but it's not quite right. <laughs> You're right. 
Um, it also, for some reason, this also reminds me of like when animals bark at like little wind-up toys. They're like, no way. It seems alive, but it's not alive. Like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck I don't like it. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Okay, so what's up with the Uncanny Valley? Well, uh, there's the clone devaluation effect, which is that if they, they photoshopped together a bunch of people that looked like really, 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 really similar to each other, and when shown uh-huh. pictures of groups of these people, people get that same eerie, don't like it kind of feel. Mm. Actually, like they can, can be a little that. hostile towards it. Yeah. Yeah. So I so they took pictures and artificially recreated lots of people that are just slightly different from each other. Yeah, they have like the same bone structure. Like I mean, they're. Um, I didn't get to see one of the pictures, but um, yeah, I read the the thing. It's on um, SciPost. Uh, psychologists have uncovered a new uncanny phenomenon called the clone devaluation effect. And it describes it as being, like, photoshopped, um, like, almost identical uh, individuals. Like, they might move where the hair is or something like that to make them, make a crowd of them look like different individuals, but they all look the same. Oh, that, that does seem like, I could see why that's a little uneasy. Yeah. It's not, uh, not, not entirely off, off base, I don't think. So they, this is this is important to the researcher who did it because they're like, what about when we start pumping out androids in 20, 50 years, whatever it's going to be, and they all look the fucking same, you know? You have, like, the Jane model and the Jack model, and, you know, it's like, well, I see right. these Janes and Jacks everywhere, and I'm kind of starting to hate them. Yeah, and I'm starting to feel senses of hostility towards them. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's when a whole new form of isms arrive. The future's <laughs> going to be full of so much new hate. <laughs> I mean, you can always look forward <laughs> to that. Right? Yeah, just new kinds of, of, of hate, you know? Did you ever see the Animatrix? Yeah, uh, I've seen most of it at least once. I don't remember all of it, but yeah, what's up? There's a, there's a, a segment in it that's about the oppression of robots. Like how they were the servant class, and they became sentient. yeah, yeah. The backstory to how the how the war started. Yeah, and like there's this scene where they're like destroying androids, and like just tearing them up and going out with baseball bats and shit. And it made me think of that, you know, like this this coming day, maybe you know this hypothetical coming day where people are like, I'm just fed up with all these androids that look the same and do whatever we want. Because they're taking our jobs yeah. or whatever. Did you see the new Matrix trailer? I have not. Why don't you tell me about it? Because everyone's talking about it, and I can't be bothered to look it up on YouTube. I'll say this. It's it's magic trailer trickery. Who knows if the movie's going to be good? Mm-hmm. And when I heard there was going to be when I heard there was going to be a new Matrix Four, I was like. Eh, they're gonna ruin it. They're just gonna ruin it, and they probably still will, right? But my, I when I watched that trailer, my little heart sang. So, I, spo- tra- trailer spo- spoilers for anyone who gives a shit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like Matrix, like Neo is still in the Matrix for some reason. 
but he's older and he's having weird hallucinations. It's almost as if he's never even heard of the Matrix or anything like that. Um, there's blue pills, there's red pills. Mostly it's just that the framing and like the cinematography of it is just of a higher caliber than most movies, you, like action movies you see. Okay, so it's promising eye candy. It's very promising eye candy. Um, emotional beats that if you're invested in the characters, you're probably going to get sucked in, it seems like. Mm -hmm. Like, he, he meets Trinity in the Matrix again, and they don't know each other, but they can tell something. You know what I mean? And, like, we're, we're going to get this whole journey of, like, the weak man who comes forward and remembers his true self again. Like, I don't know. It's going to be good. <laughs> it'll it'll be it'll be fun. Bear in mind. You know what else they're bringing back? What else are they bringing back? Mammoths. A firm Listen. got fifteen million dollars backing its attempt to resurrect the woolly mammoth. Uh, so, I I read this headline. I, I was going through the show notes and I read the headline, and I saw a picture of what appeared to be a baby mammoth like laying in a towel like on a box in a box or something. Mhm. Mm Are they already like cloning it or was that like a trick picture? Was That's that a like dead a mammoth picture? It's like a cuz it's only been like 40,000 years like they're still yeah. mummified, they're not fossils. Mm. Okay, so some of them are still mummified. Yeah, in fact or like most they, they dig them up by accident in the permafrost sometimes, and they're really well-preserved because they're frozen solid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so we're going to do some Jurassic Park stuff. We're going to do some Jurassic Park stuff. It's funny because in the article they try to make it be like, this is to resurrect an extinct species to balance the ecosystem. And there's a bunch of experts who aren't trying to make mammoths that are like, no, nah, this won't do any of that. But nobody cares. Yeah, it's not going to balance any fucking thing. <laughs> nobody gives a shit. We want the mammoths. So Yeah, no, I mean, we want to be Jurassic Park guy, the guy with the safari hat and, like, the white beard. Everyone wants to be him. Yeah. Well, and so what they're yeah. doing is it's, <clears throat> it's in partnership with an effort to preserve the East Asian elephants that are going extinct. So they're going to make a hybrid East Asian elephant woolly mammoth and set it loose in the North America, North American areas, where they won't get um, poached. So we're going to have like a bunch of hybrid mammoth elephants running around Canada? That's the plan. <laughs> All right. I'm down. I mean, listen. Listen, I'm not going to be mad if there's mammoths running around you know why not are they gonna be woolly they, no they absolutely have to be they have to be fat and woolly to survive yeah let's get some hairy elephants dog yeah I'm about it i'm fine with this we drive yeah. species extinct all the time why not bring one back for fun i mean listen we were eventually gonna start doing this shit eventually it happens to be now it happens to be now I, for one, am I'm yeah. happy about this. I'm that and make fucking uh, chickens into dinosaurs already. Yeah? Yeah. Let's Revert bring back some DNA. dinosaurs. Like, I, 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 
I'm fine with bringing back like the the plant eaters. I'm not so sure like you know we should have large predatory <laughs> dinosaurs running around the neighborhood. What about small ones? Those are the ones that are the scariest. <laughs> They'll pack up on you and eat you to, eat eat you to bits like a bunch of piranhas. <laughs> If we bring back dinosaurs, then space might be the place for you. Oh, sure. It depends. Yes, if there's a lot of predatory dinosaurs going around, maybe I'll think about space. Well, Apple co-founder... What, what are my options? Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak is starting his own private space company. So that'll give us four. That gives us Virgin Galactic, Blue Origin, SpaceX, and then uh, I think they're calling it... What are they calling it? Like Privateer... Privateer Space. And Privateer Space, Space is really, they're, they're in what they're calling the stealth mode, where they're building something, they're doing something, and they're not really telling anyone what it is. But um, it's got the, the Wozniak guy, he's really into the idea of kind of like making space accessible to everybody, making sure it doesn't become... Um, like overly corporate. Yeah, the Apple guy's gonna make sure space belongs to the people. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but okay. Hey, that's his plan. You know, hey. So we're gonna have a lot of privatized space people. Uh, I wonder what that's gonna do to our skies. Are we gonna notice this? Well, he's the only one so far. You know? That gives a shit about space debris, uh, space junk, and yeah, um, and there's something about a titanium printer in this article that's kind of like it's a 3D printer with a titanium, titanium printer. Yeah, it it prints like objects oh, out of titanium, so. I don't know what that's gonna do, but he wants to clean up space debris. And he has a bunch of money and a 3D printer, so. <laughs> I mean, if he, listen, if he cleans up the skies a little bit, I mean, I know we don't really notice it anyway, but I would feel better if the skies were getting cleaned up. Right? You know, that it's like help. the beach. I, that would help. What? Go ahead. Oh, no, it's like, I like knowing the beaches are clean. I have no interest in going to them. Right, but it's still nice to know people are out there cleaning them up. Yeah. But it's just, it's just so funny. We got uh, so much space junk just flying around. Yeah, and then, like, it so crashes I, into each I other. And... Yeah. I propose we make a big titanium 3D printed net and just scoop that shit up. <laughs> just go fishing for space trash. Yeah, Matt for president, 2024. I'll vote. Okay, fantastic. There's one. Uh, you heard it here, folks. Yeah, Matt Smith for president. I just gotta get the. I gotta get the swing states. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, so let's get some more news here. All right, uranium stocks jump as Reddit's Wall Street bets goes nuclear. Oh my god! So what's going on here? Are we having a new GameStop problem? Yeah, they're calling it the uranium squeeze. <laughs> Why is that funny, man? That's good. It sounds like a it sounds like a dance from the fifties. It does. 
it it's I mean it's just ridiculous on its face, and then like you dive into the story and it gets more ridiculous. Like yeah, they're they're intentionally driving up the price of uranium on speculative buys, which is a self fulfilling prophecy. And because they're doing it, a bunch of major traders are getting into involved. Like, um, let's see if we can pull up. One of them went up from thirty two pounds to 42 pounds in the course of the beginning of September. And by pounds, you mean English currency? Yeah, which is worth more than dollars, if you don't know. Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. So that's 40% on one company. There's another company that went up just like hundreds of percent. Um, One of the companies that's being invested in has recently purchased... Uh, 850,000 pounds of uranium uh, in a day. And to put that in perspective, um, there's like 120 million pounds. So they they bought more than half a percent of the uranium in the world in a day. <laughs> oh my God. What is... Uh, they bought uranium stock, right? Like, did they actually get... Like no, there's companies that, that mine and 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 warehouse uranium um, for reactors and weapons. God. So these companies, uh, like, here's the speculative. That there's two prongs to the speculative buys. Um, the first is the obvious. Things are tense. People are going to make nukes, but that one isn't isn't as prevalent. The big one is is that with climate change being a big deal on the push for uh, lower carbon emissions, nuclear power is actually the one that fits the bill. Yeah. So they're they're Wall Street's Wall Street bets. Some of them are just banking on the idea that this technology, this resource for a technology, is going to become uh, really sought after. Oh my God! So in theory, they're making the the future market for nuclear power. It's probably going to be more expensive because of the way the resources have been dispersed and privatized. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I follow. I think I follow why that could be a problem. I mean, it. Uh, the other way to see it, though, is this is a massive investment in an industry that's been struggling for a long time. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So the people doing the mining and and the supplying, they're they're rolling it like pigs and shit right now. They're happy. They're like, thank God. All of a sudden things are going well. Now, is that what you think the um the motivation on Reddit was? It was or do we have any information about that? Was it to invest in cleaner energy? It's to make money. Well, yeah, but they could have done it with anything, right? Like, it didn't have to be uranium. Weird shit goes bump in the night on the stock market all the time. It's just Wall Street has the ability to make shit go bump in the night. And this is the thing they chose. And some of them are investing in it because it's a sound investment. And a lot of them are investing in it because it's funny. And because you have this massive group of people doing that, then 
you have real firms getting involved being like, well, we'd be stupid to not make money off this, uh, which is going to yeah, drive yeah. it up more. So anybody who got in on the ground floor of doing it for lulls or doing it to make money on Wall Street bets is going to come out making bank. They could sell right now, and some of them would have doubled their money already. Wow, okay. So it's it's on the up and up. Now, can I invest in uranium? Sure. Wow. Okay. I mean, I can't. I don't have the funds, but, you know, I'm just <clears> saying, <throat> theoretically. You know, maybe if um, we get some know, Patreon is... money, then we can also <laughs> <laughs> somewhat competence uranium stocks. That'd be great. Oh, my God. That should be our highest <laughs> tier on Patreon is, like, you helped us buy uranium stock, and you get a small percentage of the profits that we get from that. All right, I'm down. Yeah. Okay, and this is the only other thing I have to say about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you have to sneeze? Drop right down, do the uranium squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even make a whole lot of sense, but it is extra funny. So, people only pay attention to new information when they want to. This is one of those scientists discover water is wet things. But, like, because we all know that confirmation, most people know that confirmation bias is a real thing. But they actually went ahead. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention to this. Really? <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Yeah, we all know confirmation device is a thing that, like, literally will blind you to, like, information that, like, discredits your beliefs. Yeah. Well, that, the, the, the way they did this was extra funny because they, they gave a bunch of people IQ tests, and then they put people in a room. They, they also surveyed them during the IQ test to figure out whether or not they thought they had a high IQ. And they would put people in yeah. a room without telling them the scores um, with one person who thought did, was, was skeptical of having a high IQ with somebody who was sure they had a high IQ. And the person who was sure okay. would easily convince the person who was pessimistic about their IQ that they also had a high one. So okay. it's, it's a really good illustration that, like, people will convince each other that they're smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. That, um, I, we do it all the time. I, I notice that my friends and I will often be like, oh, that's great. How did you do that? Or you're really great at that. But, like, we're probably not that great at those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> What are you going to do? It feels nice. Oh, shit. So, so what's what's their point? Like, a, a person who thinks they're smart can con convince a person who does not think that they're smart that maybe they are smart. Yeah, it's cool. We're moving on. <laughs> Women's ritual bathhouse. Women's ritual baths closed by Jerusalem chief rabbi due to promiscuity. <clears throat> this is damn. This is from the Jerusalem Post, so that's a first for the show. Um, just because we don't have a lot of Israeli yeah. news, but now we have an excuse to market to the Israeli 
demographic, so that's cool. <laughs> Depending uh-huh. on what I say next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might want to be shred lightly. <laughs> okay, so they're ruling... If you, get new, if you get news about Jews, do you just call it the Jews? <laughs> then we burned that market. Um... So, <laughs> Jerusalem has a chief rabbi, which I kind of tentatively knew in the back of my head, but it's been brought to light by this. Um, okay. There's a bunch of Jewish words that I don't remember uh, or struggle to read, but basically, um, before special holidays and after menstruation, a woman is supposed to immerse in a makva, a ritual bath. And uh, so, okay. and then it's before Yom Kippur, whatever the hell that is. Um, Yom Kippur, yeah. That's okay. a holiday or something, or a day of the week, or what? It's a holiday, but I can't remember which one, and I, I wouldn't want to try to guess. Okay, so the important part is <clears throat> that they, 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 these women, these Orthodox women, take these baths after they menstruate so that they can go be with their husbands and get laid. Um, and women who are unmarried have taken this tradition with their significant, with taken on this tradition in their unmarried relationships. And that's pissing off this top rabbi. And so he shut down all of these bathhouses because weird. Yeah. Because it made him uncomfortable, but he left them, the men's bathhouses open because you know, normal, double standard. So, I'm I'm confused. So this really is, see, when you said, you know, promiscuity at, like, um, Israeli bathhouses, I was like, oh, these chicks are getting it on at the bathhouse with each other. That's what I thought when I first read it. Yeah, I was like, what an asshole. And then I I read it further, and I was like... We're going to have some sexy news. Yeah, and then I read further, and I was like, no, this guy's really just a regular old asshole. Like... So it's like married women have their menstruation. They go have this bathhouse, and it's like a ritual for them to be cleanly again to go be with their their husband. But it's not okay within the religion, or like it's against like religious policy for unmarried women to use the bathhouses for the same reason. Unmarried women, yeah. And then Yom Kippur is like Uh, a, a holiday that they have, and um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna for our last day. Okay, so um, they they have this holiday and they have to do it then too, and it was right before the holiday that he closed the bathhouses. Weird, man. That is actually strange. I can't even wrap my head around it. Probably because I am not a Orthodox Jew, but like this guy's just like, no. Yeah, well, and here's... You can't... So, from my Western perspective, I'm like, why the fuck does a woman need a special bath after she menstruates? Like, that doesn't make any damn sense. Why does a woman need to be especially clean for this holiday? And then, like, I read some of the quotes from the women who are affected by this, and they're like, dude, this is my body, my right. Like, they see it from a totally different angle. They're like, who the fuck is this old man to say whether or not... I can make myself clean by my religious standards on like these special days. Like who is he to cut my daughters off from this ritual on the basis of whether or not I'm married? Yeah. 
And then even the, the married women yes. are unable to use the bathhouses that they have to use to maintain their, their religious standards. Because it's been shut down, period. Yeah. Yeah, that's so intense, man. That's I mean, that's a big fucking uh. can of worms. I don't even have a can opener for that. <laughs> I mean, and like... There's, there may be some, like, cultural aspect of, of all this that just eludes us, but, like, because I, it's just, like, I, I, may, I guess, dude, that water's just not holy anymore. I guess you know? not, yeah. These, these damn loose <laughs> women coming in here, you know, getting their mystical pussy juices in places it's not supposed to be, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's got to be important. There are so many things that are alien to us that are important about this. Like, we're not Jewish, we're not Israeli, we're not women. (laughs) 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 It's like threefold deep that we got to (laughs) go. Yeah, it's like, maybe we shouldn't touch this one. Uh, I think think that we've made people aware of it is probably good. Dear listener, you have been enjoying the Somewhat Competent Podcast. You will like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You will also join the Somewhat Competent Discord server. How do you find that Discord server you ask? That is simple, just visit somewhat-competent.com, and there you will find a link to our Discord channel. Dr. Encoda Boggins will keep you up to your eyeballs and memes, crypto bots, and new stories. All hail Inco. Do not forget, dear listener, that the Somewhat Competent Podcast now has a Patreon page and that you will find us there by searching Somewhat Competent. You would love to help us keep the lights on. You will find orgasmic bliss in being the strong provider that you are. Come get it big boy. And now, Matt will talk about his ferret while Canada listens very patiently. Okay. Fifteen-year-old girl charged with murder and the death of a runner. Um, oh, yeah. What was up with this? Okay, this is a short one, so I might just read the whole thing. A fifteen-year-old SeaTac girl who was driving a relative's Toyota Camry without permission earlier on July 18th decided to scare and bump a jogger she saw running on the side of the road. 
in Maple oh. Valley, King County, uh, or Maple Valley, Valley, King County prosecutors say. And, like, her and her 14-year-old friend were later laughing about it, about how he flew over the car when telling another teen the, the story of what they did. It killed the guy. So, uh, she turned herself in. That's terrifying. Uh, was charged with second-degree felony murder and felony hit-and-run. Uh, she is accused of killing Moore, that's his name, while attempting to commit the crime of second-degree assault then fleeing the scene without rendering aid. So she's fucked. Like, um, hit-and-run is serious. Crap. Stolen car is serious. Fucking attempted assault is serious. And murder is serious. And they're going to throw the fucking book at her because she's... In Washington, she's in the SeaTac area. Like that. Oh, uh, what? Uh, you're young. I don't give a shit. Go to prison. <laughs> Is that what it's like in Washington? That's what it's like in Seattle. I don't. Gotcha. So SeaTac is the Greater Seattle area. Yeah, it's the Seattle Tacoma. Ah, uh, okay. It's just okay. it's just one long sprawl of city between those two cities. Okay. Okay. Like I, I've been there, but like I don't know nothing about it. I was homeless and crazy. Yeah. Right. Um. But this is terrifying. Like, listen, from a purely personal standpoint, I the only form of exercise that I legitimately enjoy is uh, long walks. Uh, like five miles and more is like my wheelhouse. You know. Mm hmm. And to, in order to walk long walks without repeating the exact same uh, scenery all the time, you actually end up having to walk on the shoulder of busy roads quite a bit. Yeah. And the idea that some punk-ass 15-year-old would be like, oh, we're going to scare this guy and then just, just murder me is like, I am not... I have to walk to school tomorrow. It's a seven-and-a-half-mile walk. You just made it terrifying. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it'll get my adrenaline pumping in Fahrenheit 451 there's a scene there's a curfew I'm pretty sure it's Fahrenheit 451 there's a, a scene in the book and there's a curfew and nobody's supposed to be out like after 10 or whatever and this this guy uh, the, the protagonist is out after 10 or whatever and he um, <clears throat> he falls over, he's being chased by this car, and he falls over, and then it zooms around him. And the, the narrator's like, and the only reason it zooms around was the instincts to not hit something and trip. You know what I mean? Like, because it, it was a car yeah. full of teenagers out after curfew causing mayhem. And, and it just made me think of that scene in that book. Um, and it it's really <laughs> unreal that how true it is like that a teenager is that close to just like hey, I'm gonna murder somebody and then I'm gonna laugh about it I don't care what happens to them <laughs> fucking psychopaths man holy shit um yeah it's just I, I, I you have to wonder like they probably had no intention of murdering the person they probably didn't right no but like having no no scope of their actions and no sense of consequence <laughs> Yeah, you know? and no, no, like scruples about like. I mean, why would you scare an old man who's running on the side of the road? 
Like, what what is your goal there? You know, they meant to do harm. They just didn't mean to do as much harm, and they didn't care that they did as much harm until they were caught. Right. Yeah. That's, that is intense. Yeah, and that, like, we're talking about it, and it's like, yep, that's how a teenager's brain works. Parents, lock them all up. Put them in the room, get a padlock, put it on the outside of the door. Yeah, slide food under the door. Yeah. Just let them go when they're 18. And no socialization. Have, yeah, they're going to have to mostly eat pancakes because that's the only thing that'll fit under the door. I mean, you can get a skill saw and just give them a good three-inch <laughs> groove. They're not going to squeeze out of that. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I'll bust out the I'll bust out the skill saw and start kidnapping teenagers. <laughs> That's what we were getting at, right? Nope. Is that, is that, was, is that it? <laughs> I mean, you know, like your kid's yeah. getting to be a teenager, right? He's almost an adult, actually. Oh wow! He's 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 he's. he's, he's hold on. Yeah, he's going to be 17 this year. Okay, so he still needs another year behind the door. So, Oh, he is 17 already this year. That's right. Yeah, he needs another year behind the door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this... Oh, my God. This one is very attention-grabby, but when you read the article, it's, it's different. So, essentially, child porn... Ohio mayor asks school board to resign over racy writing assignments. All right, that sounds awful, doesn't it? You're like, my God, what is going on in Ohio? Well, what's going on in Ohio is Mayor Craig Schubert, Schubert, whatever. He's a fucking pussy, okay? Yeah. Um, There was Mr. Sherbert. Mr. Sherbert. (laughs) There was a teacher who, there was a, it's on the, it's a book. It's a book of writing prompts on, um, like, on the curriculum for one of the AP classes. Um, okay. And, and it includes, let me see if I can find blah, 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 blah. I'm very offended. I, I, <clears throat> These books contain I read a little prompts. bit of the article. Okay. Go ahead. These books contain prompts such as write a sermon for a beloved preacher who has been caught in a sex scandal. Describe your favorite part of a man's body using only verbs. Choose how you will die. Write an X-rated Disney scenario, and so on. Other prompts ask the students to write a sex scene you wouldn't show your mom, and then rewrite the sex scene above uh, into one that you would sh- let your mom read. Um, ask students to drink beer and write what it tastes like. Okay, this is for a college class being provided to high school students. But... Yeah, the AP, the the AP system, yeah. This is like, these are the big ones. These are the, there's 642 of these writing exercises. And there are, that's so many that they just overlooked some of the prompts. They're like, oh yeah, this is good challenging shit. And they didn't realize that like a dozen of them would be like, "Mm, that's a little risky for a kid. Yeah. And like... Normally, this this material would be for college students, but these are children who have taken the advanced college course available at their high school. Yeah. Uh, um, I want to say this. Now, 
I, I'm not pro pedophilia in any way. Mm-hmm. In fact, I should probably just edit that statement out because anything <laughs> that you preface like that <laughs> sounds like you're going to say something that's pro pedophilia. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but, okay. This this idea that children do not have sexuality is absurd. Yeah. Did, uh, okay, so these are college kids. Uh, these are kids taking a college class. I'm assuming they're at bare at the youngest they're 15 and they're probably 16, 17 or 18, right? Yeah. And you're telling me that half of them haven't written something sexual in their journal already? <laughs> now, it's it's odd. The part that that strikes me as odd or bad is that like they they would turn it into the teacher who would then like jerk off in the closet while he read the shit, you know? Yeah, well, the thing is, is these 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 prompts that I read you are not the ones that are being used in the class. It's just a book of prompts. The uh, the book also contains. Right. This is for the article. The book also contains less provocative prompts, such as describe the worst Thanksgiving dish or write about your perfect day as an astronaut. Right. That's very benign. Very benign shit. And, like, the way I think this book is supposed to be used is, like, okay, you know, here's three choices on page 45 or whatever. You know, pick one of the three. But none of the kids are being asked to to, uh, write a crazy sexual weird shit. They just, the book had prompts. That were meant for college students who that would probably be appropriate for and is at an age where that's not like out of out of the question for them to be exploring that sort of stuff yeah and i guess that's the part that i haven't emphasized as much as i think is important is this is a college level course like we talk about sex in college i've i've been to college we talk about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 one time in college dude in an, a literature class, uh, we would literally take turns reading aloud in class. That was like the like uh, at least half of the the, the actual sitting in the room time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we read a very sexual story about a woman who lived in like a cottage by herself, like in a meadow in the woods. And a storm came, and some strapping young stranger happened to be needed shelter from the storm. And of course, they made love. And um, everyone read about a page and and got to move on. I got assigned when the sex scene came up. And the sex scene happened to be, I don't know, two or three pages? And she made me read all of it. She likes your voice. And I read... (laughs) She made me read all of it. Have I told you this story? Was that deja vu that I just had wicked deja vu? You've told me that story like twice, but that's the first for the listener. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I was worried we were treading oh, old, old territory already, and we're only 93 episodes in. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Dude, uh, you know, we uh, just saying, everyone knows, we found that lost episode of the Somewhat Competent podcast. Well, it was back when it was a radio show in, like, uh, 1472. Yep. <laughs> the dawn of radio, 1472. Anyway, we found the lost episode of the Somewhat Competent Podcast uh, from the archives uh, back from 1472 when it was a a radio show telegraphed by ostriches. Yeah, it was in the Library of Congress, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. That's where we found it. So, luckily, uh, episode 14, which uh, mysteriously disappeared, will be coming soon. So, Pfizer says Israel Israeli data shows third COVID shot uh, restores protection from infections in 95%. Pfizer's making a case the That's FDA. what the goddamn liberal media wants you to believe. Yeah, it's just it takes three to make you sterile, and they didn't know that. It's it takes uh, three to turn you into a reptile. Yeah. Dude, that'd be awesome. I could lick my own eye to get fucking, like, debris out of it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to lick my eye, but yes, you could. You could hang out um, on a rock. It's like, it's like sunning for survival? Yeah. Dude, there's a shit ton of little lizards where I live. There's just a bunch Is of Is there really? And I saw, I have a flower garden, and uh, one of them was running along the grow box, and there was a bee nearby, and it did like a backflip somersault thing through the air and snatched the bee midair out of a flower, and then landed, and looked <laughs> at me for a second, and then skittered off. Yeah, and then the then like shades shot onto it, and rap music played. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this Pfizer thing, it's cool. The FDA is saying that they're the study out of Israel is not controlled enough to be sure. Um, yeah, they said that too many people in it were overweight, for instance. But I mean, I'm like. Look, if an obese person can get a third shot and be fine, then a healthy person should probably get a shot and be fine, right? Like, <laughs> seems like they're kind of nitpicking. And um, I, I didn't know Israel had an obesity issue. Me neither. Apparently, I'm wondering. There wasn't a picture of that head rabbi, but I'm wondering was he was he one of the fat <laughs> ones? <laughs> yeah, the one who <laughs> shut down the bathhouse. Yeah. Just super fat, can't can't see his dick, he's mad about women's sexuality. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds really right. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it heard it here, folks, guys. That rabbi, giant gut, can't see his dick. <laughs> yep. That's a that's our investigative journalism at work. We brought it to you. Breaking news. <laughs> Also, dear listener, we are experiencing uh, technical difficulties. You should be used to that by now. <laughs> we named two episodes after that. Two of them. Pretty this sure. might be the third. <laughs> this, you know, it's a good candidate. We had train wrecks don't get names and technical difficulties. Yeah. So we're going to have to work hard to come up with a third variation of that theme. Yeah. Yeah. We're... Because obviously that is the overpowering theme of this episode <laughs> is that your phone's internet keeps dropping out. Yeah, uh, it's somehow better than the fucking houses. It's wild. It's wild. So uh, we got some more news. Let's let's motor through it. So before the phone kills us. Okay, before the phone kills us, hackers steal decades worth of data from far right web hosting Epic. Okay. Very cool. Anonymous um, 
took down the took down they breached and stole 180 gigabytes worth of records from epic that's spelled e-p-i-k uh that hosts sites like gab 8chan bitshoot the daily stormer and sites for the proud boys and oath keepers gotcha yeah wow they made all that public they dumped it oh wow so what they did was like here all these people that are doing this like extremist shit on the far right here they are that's so intense dude like listen i i think it is cool and it's like it's just so wild dude we live in a a witch hunty world yeah i mean it's just something we have to have vigilantes doing this when the federal government probably should be on it but you know given they track everything else <laughs> well you know maybe if i put on my tinfoil my yeah. tinfoil hat they might have a vested interest in keeping people like that in their little bubbles doing their little bubble shit well maybe they did and then suddenly there was a clandestine decision like you know decision to use a clandestine operation to take down these people who are no longer useful <laughs> yeah you never know that's that's my tinfoil hat <laughs> yeah yeah you, you know what's funny in a world where the the biggest hacking collective is known as anonymous and nobody knows who they are you could claim you could do anything and claim that it was them yep make a little video in the style of one of their videos get that circulating yeah i mean all you have to do it's you know, feminism and, and anonymous have the same problem. All you have to do to be in their group is say you are get a lot of a lot of representation you might not want. This is true. Oh man, what else is so, like that? Because I know that can't be. Like, that's a really short list. There's got to be other shit. Oh, religion. I think like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> religion is like that. <laughs> yep. Um. Um. Alcoholic and Alcoholics Anonymous is like that too. You just say you're in it and you are. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, you pretty much, if you go to a meeting, they're like, yeah, you're in it. There was this, okay, there was this Alcoholics Anonymous meeting that I attended, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're like, are you a member of Alcoholics Anonymous? And I put no because I had never been to a meeting. And they're like, we only help people who are members of Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I said, I, yes, I was. And they were like, cool, anyone can be a member. And I'm like, what, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't understand. I think that's the oh, filter out people. God. Like, I'm doing a college class on Alcoholics Anonymous. Can I sit in the eavesdrop? And it's like, no, that's absolutely not the point of this. Yeah, yeah, the whole anonymous part. Another thing that struck me as funny, dude, in a club that's called Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, everyone introduces themselves by saying their name oh yeah they go, matt i'm an alcoholic i mean it's not super anonymous like you do you're sort of you it's like sort of compulsory that you give your name every time you speak yeah and i um i actually have i'm in narcotics anonymous and i have a phone list of people in the group with their first and last names <laughs> in case i need to talk to somebody <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's it's like it's anonymous in spirit, I think. It's it's more than Okay. To protect Yeah, whatever. Um National Guard stepping up. Yeah, no, out. no, I totally What? 
That's 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 called significant delay. <laughs> Let's see what that looks like. That is 448 milliseconds is what that is. That's half a second. It feels like a lot more than a half a second. It certainly does. That's because you can hear things as small as like 10 milliseconds apart. Yeah. Yeah. So now okay, please, let's, let's move, move on, on to the on news. To the news. <laughs> <laughs> technical difficulties 33. National Guard stepping up to fill school bus shortage. This is in Boston. This is pretty cool. Um, they're just going to, they can't find bus drivers, so they're just going to train guard, 250 guard personnel to, uh, drive transport vans. Indoctrination. Next story. All right. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, that's actually really cool. Um, it's interesting that it's like the military specifically. Like, so basically the government pays them instead of the school districts? Or, like, I guess the school districts are the government? It's coming out of the state funds. It always does. They might yeah. get active duty time for it if yeah. they can declare an emergency. So so basically the point is it's just bad enough that they were like, listen, we're, we're making this mandatory for some people. Like, this is part of your duty. Go drive a fucking bus. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. They're, they're making okay. National Guard people okay. work in hospitals here in Oregon. Oh, really? Yeah. Including, like, oh, mental is hospitals. That kind of common for the, the, is that kind of common for the National Guard? Yeah, they're the all-purpose spray, man. Like, hmm, we've got a, we've got a problem. <laughs> Let's throw the National Guard at it. Oh, the forests are on fire. Okay. You know what that sounds like? A job Throw the sold. National Guard <laughs> <Yep>. at <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh... Utah's road system has been in, in dire repair for centuries. Throw the National Guard at it. <laughs> yeah, they've got the I, equipment. I made that up, but you know, the, the the electric company can have as many children so long as they can pay for the roads. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's super familiar. Was that from an earlier episode? <laughs> no, hold on. I need to trigger this out of you because, okay, it, it, you're like, the electric company can have as many as it, as many children as it needs to sustain itself so long as they care for the roads. I mean, that all makes sense is the weird part. <laughs> Listen, this is a dream that you, you woke up from the dead of sleep and said this nonsense sentence. <laughs> and then you lo loved it so much that you came and told it to me. And I have never forgotten it. I may not have the wording exact. I have, dear listener, I have the weirdest fucking dreams on earth. And half of them are vivid nightmares <laughs> that don't stop until I've been awake for 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Uh, fueled got by that the, good sleep paralysis, huh? Yeah, I get that sometimes, but the, the other thing is called night terrors. I get those a lot. Oh, yeah. I used to have those as a child, actually. Yeah. Um, apparently, like, like my mom and my stepdad would, like, stand over my bed trying to wake me up, and I, was, I would just scream as if, though, I was seeing the devil himself. <laughs> <laughs> 
they, they said it was one of the most terrifying things they'd ever witnessed. You know what else is scary is people who are sleepwalking who fixate on a person. Like my oh, my God. older sister used to sleepwalk a lot, and there were times where like she'd be walking around the house, and then she'd look at me, and she'd just stop with this vacant fucking look in her eyes. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! It's it just just okay. YouTube that shit. Okay, here's one last one last sleepwalking antidote. Uh, one of my favorite mo- movies of like the last five years or so is a movie called Hereditary. It's a slow burn, like kind. Of, it's kind of like your classic horror movie that's like slow burn ghosty stuff. And at one point, the mother of the family admits to a support group that at one point in her life she had a sleepwalking problem and woke up, had covered her son in gasoline was about to light a match when she came to. Oh, Jesus. Hereditary. If you haven't seen it, it'll crush your soul. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. one of those soul-crushing movies. Uh, spoilers. Here's spoilers. I, this is the last thing I want to say about Hereditary. At the end of the movie, a person decapitates themselves with piano wire. Jesus. On purpose. <laughs> and it's so visceral that I can't fucking look at it ever anytime it happens. I can look at it for maybe two seconds, then I gotta look away. Yeah, I would have to. All right, let's move on from that horrifying nightmare. Uh, Frankenstein robbery, scorned wife raids ex-husband's cryogenics lab, stealing frozen brains of people who hope to be brought back to life. I I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. What what a thing, dude. Can you imagine it? Imagine you're a cryogenic guy, you run like a brain lab. You got frozen brains. Dude, you got brains on ice. You fucking have them, okay? Mm-hmm. And people paid you in the hopes of like, you know, coming back to life one day. And you pissed your wife off something bad. And she found out about Linda. You know? She actually Not only did she find out about Linda. She She was the cheater. She was the cheater? And he went and started a new family. And somehow she got involved in this other cryogenics company. And was trying to steal the equipment with the, the dead bodies and brains in it. And in the process like let them all heat up and had them on a flatbed truck like there's a picture of it in the article and there's giant cylinders loaded onto flatbed trucks leaking fucking cold fog off of them oh my god dude yeah and they did it like when that's the (laughs) sorry I'm just so sorry. Just these bodies just heating up. Dude, you just, you thought out the bodies, man. You fucked up. Yeah, you, the whole goal, the whole, it costs 26, this is in pounds, not dollars. It costs 26,000 pounds to save the whole body or 11,000 pounds to save the whole brain. And that's, that's it. That's the, that's what you do as a company that does this. It's like, we'll keep your brain cold, right? And they, that's the only that's it. It's the only job. 
And she fucked it up. <laughs> Holy shit, because she was mad at her husband. It's just like, it's the equivalent of the lady like throwing all of your clothes out the second story window onto the yard. But it's a bunch of dead people who wanted to live forever. <laughs> I can't breathe. Holy shit, dude. I can't handle that. There's just something so perfectly absurd about it, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was excited to talk about this. I read the headline and I was like, dude. I'm already about to bust my ass laughing while I was taking a shit. <laughs> and I was like, dude, just, just, no. Oh. Just so the listener knows, every show before the show, Matt takes a pre-show shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where he smokes a cigarette yes. and takes a shit until he's up for this. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the process. It's, it's part of the ritual. Oh, man. And another part of the ritual concerning my cigarettes in this show is without fail, every episode, one of my packs of papers runs out, and I almost never have a free pack available. And so I want to sit here and chain smoke like a lunatic because it's the only way that I can handle social situations in a way that makes me comfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just sit here and like start having freakouts, you know? Get some nicotine mints. Get some nicotine mints. Yeah. Um. Does it burn your throat? Because it burns my throat. It doesn't. I killed all of those cells a long time ago. <laughs> Chain smoking. All right. Uh. So Kate yeah. was mentioned. This is from Sky News. This is out of Britain. Uh, cake was mentioned yeah. 10 times more than climate change on TV. Uh, Cake's going the distance. Yelp, beer gardens and banana bread were far more common than wind or solar. Wait a minute. I'm talking about search items? They, what's on the TV? They're talking about cake 10 times as much. And they're talking about <laughs> beer gardens climate more change. than wind. And banana bread more than solar. And where does climate change come in and all this? At the bottom of all that? Um, dog was mentioned 22 times more. So, yeah, cake isn't even as popular as dogs. And both of them are more <laughs> popular than climate change. Yeah. I just thought that was a fun uh, one. Yeah, that's sort of fun. That's sort of fun, the impending heat death of our planet. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get ugly as shit, dog. It's going to suck. I have a friend who's got kids. Yeah. I have a few friends that I got, like, nieces and whatever, and it's just like, like, I got a vasectomy. I'm doing my kids a favor by not having them. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you one of these uh, antinatalists? Yeah, I'm a part of the Society of Anti-Procreation. Card-carrying member? Card-carrying. Oh, yep. It's laminated. How, how many children... 
how many how many children did you have to scare with your car to uh, get that that membership? <laughs> <laughs> it's all these children that I didn't have. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like I've not had a lot of kids too. I think I could be a member. Yeah. Are you against having I've, more children? Uh yeah. Oh, I I, I wouldn't say I'm. 100% morally opposed to it, but it doesn't sound like fun to me. <laughs> All right. We'll get, we'll get your card in the mail. All right. Now, do I get to go around stopping other people from having children? Yeah. You just got to use a switchblade. Okay, for real. Okay. Okay. I was just making sure. Basically, what I'm looking for is a license to kill. <laughs> well i as i as the host of a podcast can give you one of those okay cool 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 i just want to be official you know yeah yeah can i get one yeah i'll give you one i'll make you one up in uh, uh adobe <laughs> <laughs> So, this one is kind of funny, but kind of like I put it in here because, like, you might know, you might have someone put on this. Mayor Lori okay. Lightfoot wants to sue Chicago gangs and seize their assets. Um, she wants to Mayor make... Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mayor Lori Lightfoot is not a popular character around here, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get the general sense that she's like the really angry, judgmental aunt that you don't like. You know what I mean? Yeah, she looks she looks stressed. Yeah, she and I, I'm sure she is. Because here's one thing I'll, I get the sense of is she's actually trying to be the mayor. She's she's doing her best, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, in a situation like Chicago, that. That's like a thankless task. <laughs> I've, I've never been through there except for once uh, while someone else was driving and the roads were hell. And that's what I know of Chicago. But anyway, uh, the idea that you're going to sue the gangs, what kind of insane logic is that? Okay, now I couldn't find any details, but I'm going to come up with a version that might work. If somebody if if somebody files a claim against a gang, right? I don't know, like the Third Street Poppers or whatever the fuck you guys have going on over there. <laughs> yeah, no, let's go with the Third Street Poppers. Yes. Okay, so the Third Street Poppers, <laughs> you know, they they did something. You go to a judge, you know, you sue them for fifty thousand dollars, and you get the claim, right? Now, anybody who identifies themselves as a member of the Third Street Poppers. Is somebody you can garnish some of that that money off of? <sighs> okay, that's that's my and, version. It might work, but I don't think that would work. <laughs> and and it's just yeah, it's crazy this idea that okay, we're gonna sue them and seize their assets. Uh, who's gonna enforce that? Uh, seize the illegal assets that they obtain illegally and maintain in non-trackable ways. Yeah, you mean I, those assets? I don't get it. I, I couldn't find any details on... I didn't look very hard, but I couldn't find any details on how the fuck this shit would work. There, there might be some streak of brilliance in this that we just don't fucking understand, you know? But, like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, 
you know all that drug money that you keep hidden away? Give it over. And they'll be like, sure. Yeah. And they give you a $100 bill. They're like, here's my drug money. I don't, I don't understand how that's enforceable. I don't understand how it is either, I, but the source... One of the sources that I looked at was behind a paywall, so I couldn't read the whole article. And then the other place that I found it was on a Fox News site. And if she's liberal at all, then Fox is going to try to make her look stupid, which is probably why there's no details. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. All right. Any, any last words to, to lead us out on the show? Um... A fucking lady threw a bunch of dead bodies out the fucking window because she was mad at her boyfriend. <laughs> 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 <laughs>